Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Von Dunn, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Uh, I prefer the Mad Chatter. Oh. <laughs> okay. It was it was the best introduction you've had so far. Thank you. I'll give you that, Chad. Thank you. I don't well know done. If it's gonna be tough. I had them on deck. Yeah, so that was sure that was well that prepared. I'll, well give, it, I'll give it a Thank clap. You. That was Thank you. that was fantastic. I wish I had a boo for you. <laughs> just get just. Yeah, the shame bell? Room. Should we do the shame bell? How low can you go? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and our other co-host, Addison Elko. Uh, hey, that's that's all I got. Do we just uh, end the show now? Um, hold on, I'm gonna get booed. Yeah, boy. All right, all right, I like that. <laughs> if we can work that in every episode, I'm completely down. I don't know how I'm gonna recover from that. <laughs> That being said, we do have a nice 45-minute to an hour show ahead of us. We've got a lot of fantasy topics to hit. Uh, so just to give you all a heads up on what you're going to be listening to for the next 45 minutes besides random sound effects from Hot 97. Is that is a Hot 97 app? Is oh, sorry. What? I got to... Do I have to reintroduce myself? Random sound effects from the Mad Chatter. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> So we'll, to start the show, we're going to do a new segment, uh, which we may, depending on how it's taken, do every week moving forward. We're going to start with a couple of trivia questions based on previous fantasy years. And my goal is to make you guys think a little bit. So I'm going to throw one or two out there, see what you guys say, and um, we'll actually have our answers at the end of the show to make you think. We're going to jump into some NFL news and notes. There's actually a decent amount that's happened or what we think might happen moving forward uh, since our last episode. We're going to go over, although we haven't had any trades, we're going to go over a possible trade that may happen to get some insight and get your thoughts on that, it. That's true. It could happen live. It may it, actually it happen, happen live. during this podcast. It could be accepted before you even hear the podcast for it, the first time. It, it could. It, it's absolutely very possible. So that'll be fun. Uh, possibly a live trade. We're going to go over two team profiles. Uh, that'll be two girlies, one cup, Matt Kojak, and state of inebriation, Matt Wire. Uh, so two teams we haven't really touched upon very much so far in our podcasts, uh, we're going to go over our McShay Mock 3.0. Go over Todd McShay, maybe some of his T-rankings, see where the fits may adjust our rankings of the rookies. Uh, Twitter evaluations based on some trades that are picked out by our very own Chad Patterson, uh, going through the Twitter Dynasty poll. And then we'll, we'll reveal our Twitter answers and plug next week. So we got an action-packed show. We thought it was going to be a dead week. We do. We had a lot going on. Finally, some NFL news since the free agents. So it's been pretty dead. It has been, and I'm I'm kind of excited to talk about it. So you guys, you guys ready to jump in? I feel like it's it's like every every week we're like, oh man, there's like not a whole lot to talk about. Like, well, how are we going to fill the show? And I then mean, like an hour before the show or the day before the show, we always just come up with a cornucopia of things. If yeah. You will. Well, if if all else fails, we can also just play random sound effects too. We could. We could to fill the hour. Oh damn it! I don't have it queued up. <laughs> Can't do that to me. Next time. Next time. Okay, so let's start with our trivia question. So, to make you all think, although we play in a PPR league, I'm going to ask these two questions based on a standard league. Okay. Make you guys think a little bit. So, I know you know how the two leagues adjust, but... So, since 2010 to 2016, the seasons that we've had, there have been seven players that have repeated in the top five for fantasy scoring in standard leagues. My question to you is who are those seven players? And out of those seven players, who has or who's the only player 
that's been named in the top five more than twice. So from 2010 to 2016 in a standard league, mm-hmm. who are the seven players that have been in the top five more than once? And what one player has been in there all three times? Interesting. All right? Okay. So just think about it throughout the entire episode, um, and we'll go from there. We'll unveil at the end. Okay. And if you're listening to, maybe send us a tweet mid-episode before the answer's revealed. Maybe we'll do some prizes. Probably not, but love Twitter. Yeah, probably not. Love Twitter. (laughs) All right. So now let's jump into the NFL news and notes. Starting with Tony Romo, I think the shock of the century, announces retirement. And I think we can bring this back to episode three, where we really discussed Tony Romo in depth. And I think we could say we were all wrong. Chad, do you want to um, do you want to play episode three, maybe a portion of it, so we can listen back and reflect? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, I mean, he'll probably go to. H- I think he goes to Houston. I think he fits well in Denver. So as you can see, we're all pretty far off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not our, really close. Not our really. previous evaluation. Definitely a surprise. I I really thought he was getting up in Houston. Well, I, at, at the time, there wasn't that. You know, the, before today, there was a the talk of him retiring was kind of, you know, talked about. It was either Houston or retirement. And when we first talked about it, it was really just, you know, breaking news. Not breaking news, but like pretty confident they were going to move on from Tony Romo. And it was more of a not an if, but when is he going to get moved? And I'm shocked they couldn't either get a trade or anything done from him. I think once Denver kind of pulled out of the sweepstakes for him, then the Cowboys just had no leverage. Uh, you, you would think they were, were hoping Denver and Houston would kind of just compete with each other, try to outbid each other. But once once they were cool with their quarterbacks ahead in Denver, then why would Houston make a trade for him? You know, there's no point. Unless they were worried about someone else, you know, signing him if he got caught. But That's fair. I, I mean, they, they cleared all the cap space with Osweiler, though. I, th- I thought it I was, was right there. Dunk. I don't yeah. really understand. I don't really understand because I guess Denver just likes Trevor Simeon. Like, Trevor Simeon isn't that great. I mean, they have Pax and Lynch, too. Maybe he's been showing something in the offseason. I, I don't know. Wow, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like just because... What, what round did he pass and Lynch get drafted in? The first. Yeah. He's so the I end of the like first round. You spend a first-round pick on someone, you got to give him more than, you know, the half a year they gave him this year. So, that's probably more or less that you just don't want to give up on someone. Not that they couldn't have kept him and Romo. It's not like, you know, his rookie contract probably wasn't too pressing on the cap to begin with. But, yeah, it's it's a bummer. I've been a long-time Romo lover and supporter, but I think all the, uh, you know, the Denver and Houston wide receiver owners are a little bummed out to hear this news. Oh, 100%. So anyone that has Hopkins or any, like, Marius Thomas can't be happy. Well, the silver lining is we get to, we get to hear his voice every week, right? I mean, I like that. On CBS, yeah. I'm sure some giant Eagle Redskins fans won't like it, but... Hopefully he's uh, more like than Aitman is. Where are you um, taking him in your uh, fantasy broadcaster league? Ooh, I, I think he's going to have a great broadcasting career. I think Troy Aikman, okay. but more upside. Okay. More okay. upside than Troy Aikman. Probably less biased. I think he's going to be a less biased Especially to start. Announcer. Especially to start, yeah. But with no experience, he's raw. He's a raw announcer. That's so weird to me. I I don't hate it. I'm, I'm, ready, for, I'm ready for it. But I can kind of see it. He kind of gives off like a good guy like... You know, I don't know, I don't actually remember how his voice sounds, but I'm sure it's fine. And From what I saw on Twitter, people that 
you know, broke the news that he'd be reporting. No one was like, he's going to reporting. It seems like people think he's pretty knowledgeable and charismatic enough to yeah hold this. Excuse me, hold this position. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, that's Tony Romo announcing his retirement. It's it's unfortunate, but an end of an era. We'll still we'll still hear him on Sundays though. Yeah, we will. Lining. He's not going anywhere. He'll be around the NFL. Yeah. A uh, fun fact: He was my first uh, in the, in our league. Our my first quarterback. I drafted him. How's that? That's got to feel heavy. That's like a heavy heart almost. It makes it makes me seem like our league's been around forever, but it, I mean it hasn't really. It's like the third major player retire, right? Lynch, Calvin, and yeah, I'm yeah. missing any like Andre big... Johnson. Well, I mean, he was he was towards the end of his career. I mean, I think you can argue Calvin retired early. Um, yeah. Well, I just mean like big impact. Yeah, players to, to see go. Very fair. Right. Well, next? The, possibly the next one we're about to talk about. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, um, working out with the Bucks and and uh, New England Patriots visit. Both of those are are perfect landing spots for him, in my opinion. Um, really, I I love both of those landing spots. I think in Tampa Bay he would come in and be an instant starter. To be completely honest, and I think in New England they would scheme around him. I don't know if he would be their leading rusher every week. I think I think it would be similar to what they had now. But a much, obviously, much better situation than LeGarrette Blunt, and he's he's a guy who could possibly take over the game, easily take over a game. You don't agree? I think I'd prefer. I don't know if the Patriots are. I would call the ideal scenario situation. I think there's other teams that I'd rather him go to. It's just such a crowded backfield, and I agree. If he could take over the Blunt role of last year, and Blunt had a fantastic year, but you know that was also with Deion Lewis not really playing that you know half the season basically. And they didn't have Rex Burkhead also when Blunt was there taking a lot of the fantasy role. But I agree. I when he was first seen working working out with the Bucks, I was getting excited owning him as I've said on many episodes. That I agree. If Doug Martin suspended for the first three games, I don't think Doug Martin's any good anyway. And I think Peterson would go in there and take at least the, a two back role, goal line role. And Sims could still be the third down PPR guy. Still have some value. I'm not. I don't think anywhere Peterson goes, he's going to be a workhorse. But I did like that landing spot for him, and I think they have said that they don't have much. It wasn't, you know, don't look into the workouts. I'm not really interested in him, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, I don't get New England. I mean, they're we talk about them a lot and how crowded their receiving core is and how crowded their backfield is, especially with the signing of Rex Burkhead. Um, if I had to put him going to New England in an emoji form, it would be the little the little guy with like the gas mask on. Toxic. I think the thing is toxic. I don't think it's a good spot for him. Um, the Bucks is obviously better. I think. What are they going to do with Doug Martin? I'm not sure. Uh, Charles Sim- Charles Sims would be a great compliment to him. I think there. Honestly, I still think he'd be the best fit in in Oakland. Well, like, yeah. If, well, absolutely. If they, if, they yeah. Get, if they don't get Marshawn Lynch. Or they don't draft anybody. No, I agree. Obviously, anybody. that's the pinnacle landing spot for yeah, any one hundred percent any rookie or any free whatever's left of the free agent running back class. But yeah, there's a void there, and I think he would be great to fill that void. I hope so. It seems that he's just asking for too much money. He wants to get paid like he's a third. He he. I think he's asking for third highest paid running back salary behind like McCoy and I don't I don't know if it's Zeke. I don't know if it can be Zeke. I forgot who the other high-paying running back no, it's, is. No, it definitely can't be Zeke because of the rookie contracts. But but I think he'll take a pay cut to play for like a contending team, though. It, that's the I mean, I thought that with Roma that he might just take something just to play. And I, I know people in our chat have said maybe it's just egos is too strong. Maybe he won't take a pay cut or maybe he won't take a backseat to a non-workhorse you know, work lo- workhorse load. And he'll just say, see ya. 
he won't. He doesn't want to play. I, I agree with that. I, 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 I think that's why he's still in the market. I, th- I think he should have signed already. I think it's just his asking price. Yeah. Until he budges and teams aren't going to overpay for an old coming off an injury running back. There's just too much turnover in that position. He needs to just face reality. He's not going to get paid as a top five running back. So with this news, does this make you want to pay more than you would in fantasy? Because of the fact that he's he's rumored again to be visiting teams, or the fact that he's still on the market at this point, does that scare you away? It scares me, because and I'll tell you why. It's because we're getting closer to the draft, and I think I think his value is going to go way down if he doesn't get signed somewhere before the draft. That's feel, a fair point. I feel like he might have to wait till after the draft. I feel like teams that may need running backs will just take the risk on getting someone cheaper and hoping someone falls to them, where they can trade up rather than. You know, taking a lot of their salary space for Peterson. Whether or not, he, as far as like paying for fantasy, I think if you think Peterson still has a lot of juice in his tank, you're still going to pay for him. But I agree. I mean, if if Oakland drafts a running back and has no interest in him and he ends up being like a backup somewhere, or just in a really awful, crowded situation, his value obviously goes down. As an owner, I, he's just someone to me that I you have to overpay to get him. Because whether or not you think his value is an early second or mid, say it's just a second, he will sit on my bench and get me <laughs> no production, and I will be happily forfeiting that second than for me to give the second and see him be a top five running back. At this point in this eight, like, it's just not happening. He will be on my team unless someone overpays for him until he retires. So let me ask you this. How much does his value fluctuate in your eyes right now? And on May first, I, I I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I I think his best value for fantasy wise was a couple of weeks ago. I think you you could have like I said squeezed maybe a mid second round pick, early second round pick out of him at that point. Now everyone has draft fever. I don't think you can give like a third for him at this point. Maybe uh, especially without a landing spot. If he gets a landing spot and if people get excited, absolutely. I think then it might pick up again once we get away from the NFL draft and we get the training camp rumors. Because even if he doesn't sign, he he'll his name will keep emerging. Yeah, his name will never go away until it's like week six and he's finally not. And there playing. could be teams that don't fill their void with a good running back. Just there, they mm-hmm. get pick, taken a couple picks before him, and then they just kind of give up on hoping to get their running back in the draft and wait till the draft's over and go after Peterson. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in the market for him, so it's hard for me to know or you know tell you what how my opinion on him would fluctuate. But I agree. I think as we get closer to the draft, I'm not looking to trade him anyway. But I know I would get less for him, you know, once once the draft's going on for sure. Yeah, 100. percent He's a really interesting case this year. He is, and it's going to be fun to watch. So let's move to another running back, a lot less star power, but still a fantasy asset nonetheless. Tim Hightower. To the 49ers. Honestly, I think it's a good landing spot. I think he fills the void from Sean Drone. I think they're similar players. Sean Drone did very well in the 49ers. Granted, they were a dumpster fire of a situation. But as a passing down running back who who can run between the tackles if he has to, I, th- I think it's a very good fit. And I think it's literally a perfect plug and play. If Sean Drone leaves, Tim Hightower comes in. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I like it from a fantasy standpoint. At this point, I would probably give an, an early third. For Tim Hightower. That high? Yeah. Well, when he when Hyde inevitably gets hurt. That's that's the I key. Mean, he, I think yeah. he's a great 
stash. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, or, look what or we did if in you're a wide owner. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. that's why it's playing into that that early third because yeah. I, I think he has standalone flex value on his own okay. in this situation. I mean, granted, obviously we don't know what they did in the draft, but I like Hyde when he's healthy. Oh, oh, absolutely. So if Hyde's still out there, I think his value is either if you're a Hyde owner like you are, I think he's worth. I don't know how many picks you have later. I think he's worth taking just as a because I think uh, Mueller did that with Hightower when he was in the Saints and he had Ingram. I think he picked him up pretty yeah. early. I mean, we can look over here. I can't see it right away, but he drafted him just for that for the backup purposes. I think he's rostered. Is he it rostered? was a it was a fifth round pick. Yeah, I can see it right there. Um, I don't know if he's rostered. I don't know why you would have had him rostered unless no high Hightow- high tower's not. He's one of the free agents. So I, I mean, he could be worth a, a fifth for me. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Especially with if you think Hyde is yeah. still injury prone. I mean, my running backs are thin anyway. It's a great stash. So. I'm I'm gonna lock it in and say either Josh or Seckler take him third or fourth round. That's that seems early to me as a non-lead. I'm locking. I'm locking. Like, I don't even think he's gonna really share carries that much unless I think his all his value comes from third down. And I think it's and, high getting hurt. That's why. That's my play for him is banking on high yeah. getting hurt. And I mean, he honestly he probably will. I mean, Hyde is that offense. So yeah, I mean, especially you remember what, it was last season when he what he started and had two hundred plus yards rushing, and then actually there was a few games. What was it like? Ingram fumbled a couple times or not even, and they just inexplicably just started feeding carries. Yeah, to that, I think that was something with Sean Payton though. I think Payton and Ingram that was weird just didn't last year. Along. It was like a couple weeks where Ingram was just getting shunned. Yeah, that's that's mess with. And then he, then he got his you know Ingram came back, but yeah, I mean, he's not a high, he's not a sexy name, but. You know, I, I mentioned it, I think, last episode, I don't know why. I mean, he was the reason I won my title. Oh, yeah. Because I scooped him up when Ingram went down, and he was a monster in those playoff games. So, yeah, I like I said, deep, stash him on your roster, especially if you're a high owner, go after him, for sure. And Fortnite, I still have Dewan Harris, too. Yeah. Who, who broke out a little bit last year yeah. when, I, when I was out. So, I think they're, uh, they're pretty good uh, depth-wise backfield. Sure. I I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, and everything else on that team is forgot about put- Mike Davis. Putrid. My boy Mike Davis. Yeah. That uh, stiff arm is making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Pick twenty nine for him, huh? If if you haven't seen the Mike Davis stiff arm videos, do yourself a favor and watch them today. There's videos dedicated to his It's stiff just arms. videos of him giving stiff arms and they are just phenomenal. Did you stumble upon that when you just searched Mike Davis stiff? Ooh. I'm going to plead the fifth year. <laughs> Next player on our list, Andre Ellington, a guy who has always, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's much less than it was, but when he came out, I think it was 2012, it was the sky's the limit out of Clemson. Everyone loved him. 2013, he's going to come back. 2014, this is the year he's not getting injured. 2015, I'll take him for a fifth. Now he's, he's on the waiver. Um, actually, no. Did Mueller, Mueller may have kept him. He did keep him. Yeah. Mueller did keep him. I, I mean, it, he's always want. I want him to be well. I want him to do great. But I think this move to wide receiver that's possibly going to happen is going to be very good for him. I agree. I I, I like it. I think he can play in the slot. He's always been that. He's he's slender for a running back. I don't know the exact weight off the top of my head, but his build is just much more slender. I think that's part of the reason why he gets hurt so often. But I think as a slot receiver, he's going to do very well. He's always had solid hands. There's no reason why he wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's known for. Exactly. His PPR, <clears throat> PPR work. Um, it's just where is he going to fit in with that uh, receiving core? Because he's not going to start. 
because John Brown and J.J. Nelson and Larry Fitz are all still there. It, I don't think he will anyway, unless he breaks out during training camp. But am I the one that isn't a huge like? I mean, Larry Fitz has been insanely productive. Eventually, he has to slow down, and I'm just—I've never been a huge Brown or Nelson guy. I don't like to my, to a fault. I just never have looked to to, to go for them. I don't just in the redrafts. I don't go for them either. I, I feel like they're more. But Brown's like the big deep threat, right? I mean, they need yeah. someone to well, kind so of Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, Nelson was Nelson the one is. who ran a 4-2. So they, they have a couple downfield guys with Larry Fitz. Probably, you would think losing a step or two. So if you're thinking who could play that slot receiver, I think that could be where Ellington shines. And I think he could actually have some decent flex value if Larry Fitz does digress. And, you know, if, if teams know he's digressing, they just, you know, play over the top safeties all the time on these two deep threats. And, they're you know, you're going to leave these under routes and middle routes open for Ellington. I mean, granted, they, they they don't have a tight end now either. I know it's a deep class. They'll take one at some point. But they don't have one that's really notable at this point. All those receivers besides Fitz are just super average. Flaws. Super flaws. Fast flaws. Yeah. They are fast. I, I, I'm fast. with you. I just, that's what I'm saying. I just don't... I'm not in love with either of them. I mean, and you also... I know Michael Floyd was also, you could argue, flaws, but he was a decent number two receiver, and they're going to need somebody to fill that void. And if it's even Nelson or either of them, maybe one moves to the outside, but they're, none of them are outside receivers. So, But for a fifth for Muller, I think that was a good pickup. And I, oh, just, I see Ellington as being someone, hopefully even list him at wide receiver, but I see him in redrafts or dynasty. You know, I could see him ranked insanely low and being a really, really good value late pick in, in any kind of drafts. Or like a pretty good buy low guy. I mean, yeah. even even with this move, I, I don't think his asking price would be that much higher than what he traded for him. I mean, a fifth is pretty. It's low what you can get in our league now, but you know, in other leagues, it could you could probably get him for a late, a late pick, and it could be it could pan out to be pretty good. Yeah, it's all about his health. I don't. I personally don't like him. I don't think he's he, he's ne- he had one two good years. Maybe. Well, it's the thing. When he played, he was productive. It's just when he he, yeah. he got hurt. So his, his but even per, last his year when game, he was healthy, like he granted David Johnson took all the yeah, carries. But was, yeah, it's hard to have any fantasy relevancy when David Johnson's <laughs> the RB one. So we'll it's see. not easy. But, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a situation to monitor. That's that's what we're saying here. I wouldn't overpay for him, but if you're in a league, absolutely monitor his status. See if you can pick him up. For sure. It's definitely a good shot. Yeah, good better, better than some of the rookies you're going to get in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, agreed. Next guy on the list is a guy who's anything but flies. Um, I think we know at any point when he's not smoking weed, he could be a, a top five receiver in the NFL. It's very, very possible. He's very, very talented. Freak athlete. Mm. And, and Chad, I'm going to let you say his mm. name because I know you want to. I, I'm mm. looking at your eyes <laughs> and I'm listening to those noises and I know mm. you want to say his name, Chad. Who is it? Martavis Bryant. Martavis Lee Bryant. That's the guy who we're talking about right now. I, I, I've tried to, I'll be honest, I've tried to trade for him. I do like him. I think he's very, very good, and I think he's a very good compliment to AB, especially with everything that Roethlisberger can still do. I, I think if he comes back and they're going to be a, a top three receiving core in the NFL, top two receiving core in the NFL, Yeah. who is better than them at this point, the Giants mm. and maybe the Patriots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I mean. Now, Chad, I know you've been the biggest proponent of him coming back. You watch the inspirational videos. I do on you YouTube follow on Instagram. You follow him on Instagram. You should do that. Let's uh give, give us a little taste of of what's been going on. What has Martavis been doing to really spark that uh, comeback? Sure. Well, he is according to him completely clean. He hasn't smoked in like seven or eight months, something like that. Nice. Just had a kid. So the responsibility factor has gone up. Okay. Uh, I would hope. <laughs> uh, and like his past like 10 Instagram videos are all just him at the gym doing just freak athletic stuff. He apparently he's packed on like 25 pounds of muscle. Ooh. Like he's way bigger than what he used to be. Um, he is just an all, I mean, he's huge. He's an yeah. all around stud. He's a freak of an athlete. Um, he's 6'5", right? If yeah, I yeah, he yeah. Is six I five. think so. You've been holding on to him for... A while. I mean, there was no reason for you to get rid of him, but you've been. I'm sure you've gotten multiple trade offers for him, and there was still the, there was still the talks of he may not come back. He and may then, not, and you may have had another year, and it could have turned into we're getting to him next a Josh Gordon situation or like a Justin Blackman situation where he just never comes back, and you waste all that you know potential on him and potential on your fantasy value for him. But I mean, through his first 21 games, which are his only 21 games, I should say, um, he scored 10 more fantasy points than Amari Cooper. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, uh, he's a great stash to have. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just super pumped. I I need him to come back. I mean, all the reports are that his reinstatement's imminent. Of course, Goodell is dragging his feet. The league has a 60-day policy. He applied for it on the 28th of January, (laughs) and March 28th already passed. Sounds like you've been monitoring this situation quite a lot. I mean, I I do my Martavis Bryant research because, uh, I mean, I think he can absolutely... Just, I think it can be my wide receiver one. Honestly, I think it can. So, a wide receiver one or your wide receiver one? My wide receiver one. I Maybe agree. a wide receiver one. I'm not, I'm not, I think I'm, it can be I'm a wide receiver one. I'm not going to agree with your top five well. claim because that's a little. They're not going to have two top five wide receivers. I know they're off. I'm is saying good. his talent. I'm saying his talent is there. I don't know. I'm not saying I wasn't locking in that he's going oh, okay. to be one, but I'm saying he's talented enough to be. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have him. I think when he comes back, I don't care that AB's there. He's still going to put up huge numbers, and. um yeah, I mean, I think as a, if, if we're talking overall fantasy, obviously it helps Big Ben's value, even though his value can't really go up anymore. I mean, when he's not throwing to Brian, he's just going to pepper Brown more. And or Bell. Only, or Bell. Or Bell. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, they keep talking about, like, Wheaton coming back. or you know, the, no, Wheaton the, got traded to Chicago. Oh, oh that's or right. That's right. So it would be the, what Rodgers would be the, the three, right? Yeah. The outlaw. The outlaw. The outlaw could James. be. I feel like it helps everybody. Just spreads the field. So... What would you won't trade for him? Would you give a, a first for him? I offered a first. I offered what I, I this was this was weeks ago. I offered a twenty eighteen first, and I want to say like a third, and it was declined. I think it was a later yeah. first. I mean that's probably fair. I just yeah, I think it was wires twenty eighteen first. I would definitely. 2018 I think I did one. I have one oh nine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just held on to him too long. Completely to, to give up on him. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with same with Nick's situation with Josh Gordon. Well, think of it this way: if you were to have, to have cut him, just out of spite, and he he's in his draft pool, where would he go in our rookie draft? One or two. You think that high? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he would too. Actually, I don't know. Maybe three. I'm thinking three, which is still high and more so, than better than 109. So who do you say, Fournette? I still think Cook goes 102. I don't think Ridge sways from that. I really don't. Unless unless it's a really bad landing spot, I don't think he's not taking those two running backs. But I also wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to trade for 103 for him. 
I no, I know, I know you wouldn't. But I'm just saying, if he were to get, if you were to cut him, he would go that high. Oh yeah, I I think I would take him at two. I think I would take Fournette one and and him two. How old is he? He's 25. Yeah, his rookie season was 2014. Yeah, or 2013. I don't think he was in that 14. I think it was 2014, then 2015 was he was suspended. So, I mean, years. the only thing that you can you can play devil's advocate is, you know, would you rather take a Corey Davis or another high-profile running back or wide receiver in his class and risk, maybe there's a risk factor with him that he could smoke weed again. And then how long is that suspension going to be? So when he's on the field, of course he's productive, but would, would you say he's only played 21 games? Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's there's a risk factor to that. So I agree... If you can guarantee me he'll never get in trouble again, then yeah, I think he's worth that. Yeah. Obviously that high, but I think that risk factor, I think would prevent people from trading, not 103, but even 104, 105 for him. I, I think people would just be scared to trade for him. Yeah, I mean, he was real low. I'm, I was watching an interview on him the other day, and he said he debated quitting football. Wow. He talked to his agent, and he, he didn't want to play anymore. He said he wouldn't even work out. He would just show up on Sunday and play. So to, and he's see, so te- oh, sorry. to see all these videos of him doing all these crazy workouts on the beach and, you know, doing curls with, like, 115-pound dumbbells. Like, <laughs> it, it's just it's just all so promising. So, I mean, that that promise is what's keeping me hanging on to him. Not, well, not to mention I'm a Steeler fan, so. I would say, for Steeler Nation, I hope he comes back. I, I hope he never touches the field again. Okay. All right. Now let's move on <laughs> to a guy who probably won't ever touch the field again. I'm actually going to abstain. From speaking about this individual, because there is not a chance oh that I can be unbiased here, so I'm going to happily pass the floor to both of you. Okay. Speak him up as much as you want. Speak him down as much as you want. I will remain quiet because my opinion will not be unbiased. Well, the, the player in a similar situation to Brian is Josh Gordon, and the reason we're talking about him is just because it's a little, little weird that I think a couple weeks ago Brian said or have pretty much dismissed Josh Gordon from any of their plans. You know, last year, we're like, we're done with Josh Gordon forever. And last week said they will welcome him back if he comes back. Oh, a little critical, and, 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 and they already talked about Doxson's role if he were to come back. Already planning as if he will be coming Coleman's back. Role? Oh, Coleman, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they talked about how they would move him to the slot if Gordon were to come back. Which, why would you make that comment if you don't think Gordon's going to be coming back? Mm, hmm. I have a super hot take. Let's hear it. Super hot Let's hear take, it. bold prediction. Okay. He's going to leave football and play baseball. Wow. Yeah. Did he play baseball in college? There's, like, Instagram video of him just, like, taking hacks, and he looks like a natural baseball player. That's a hot take. That's that's he's gonna, he's, the hottest take. He's going to pull a Tebow? I'm just taking jump. a hot take. I hope I he plays know. with Tebow. Just <laughs> whatever team is the Fireflies or whatever he's on. Bo Jackson did it. That's a great, great point. I mean, Michael Jordan did it. Michael Jordan did it. There's probably others. Tell Stewart like like <laughs> the highest athletes in their sport, <laughs> like like icons. But yeah, Josh Gordon could do it, I guess. Cal- Calvin, really, really Calvin Johnson could have done it. A suspend- could you, if you're like in trouble with one organization, could you just dip and just play another sport and not face repercussions? I don't see why not. Yeah, why not? Little, uh, That's interesting, right? <laughs> little loophole. Just dip out, make a lot of money, and and go from there. Um, but, it's weird. I was like the other night for some reason. I was up at like, like super late, like three thirty a.m. And I just got the urge to watch Josh Gordon highlights. I don't know why, but I forgot how good he was. So good. He was a freak. We played in the preseason too, and that's why I was. Everyone was taking him. I was in my redraft leagues last year, and he bit me in the ass with it. I mean, he looked great. 
Not to mention now he's shredded too. But yeah, he's just yoked. He's huge. <laughs> I, I I cannot deny his athletic ability. <laughs> it is fantastic. Fantastic athletic ability. <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> okay. I would also like Corey Coleman in the slot. I think I love everything about Corey Coleman in the slot. He's also been tweeting very cryptic tweets. Very, just like they have been weird and inspirational. Just just weird and inspirational. There was like that one tweet where people in the Browns organization heard cheering in another room after Gordon sent this really cryptic tweet. So people thought like that was it. He's in reinstated and they're celebrating. I just think them like all of a sudden welcoming him back into the organization is either like the owner being like, you're taking this guy who's super talented, shut up. Or, or he's coming back. And they're planning play baseball. And, and they're planning for it. To play for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell. And and that's going to do it on the Josh Gordon segment. Best of luck to him. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. <laughs> Lastly. Tell us how you really feel. Actually, don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't wish that upon anyone. I can have a three-hour podcast on that. But we'll, we'll go on. Jason Witten. Tight end. Switching to the levels of classiness. Extending his contract. It's just... It's so weird. He doesn't age. He doesn't, he doesn't age. Was he like 50 now? 51? Yeah, right. Uh, I think he just... Yeah, yeah 52. Yeah. Wow. Give or take. Yeah, he could probably qualify for Medicare soon. I mean, good for him. I, I was criticizing Rodgers for still having him as an active tight end. I still don't think that's a great starting tight end to have in, in fantasy, but... He's always open. It doesn't make sense. Open. He's always open. And he still puts up, like tight end low like high tight end two numbers it's not like the worst player to roll out week to week he doesn't miss games i don't think he's missed one since he's like his rookie year yeah which is crazy yeah seriously now yeah week one he's going down i got, I got his back i'm gonna <laughs> watch out that was me knocking on wood to um it's bad to have romo's back <sighs> too soon and that's gonna do it for the elite dynasty podcast. <laughs> for, but all serious for his fantasy value I mean, the, the older he gets, I think the less relevant he obviously gets. I don't think he's super relevant now. But if, I, I don't know, a fourth or fifth, do you even think he'd get drafted? No. No, I think he'd be a waiver wire pickup. You think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Rogers F- fifth round or a waiver pickup. I'm just I just love winning. No, no, I agree with you. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I just think with the amount of hype for tight ends that it, he would it, be that's overlooked. Fair. That's the only reason. Yeah, in our particular setup, I think he gets overlooked. Gotcha. Um, Value-wise, yeah, I, 100%. I think he's he's that value. Yeah, but good for him getting that unexpected contract. Not that I think he was going to retire or get caught, but just... You know, three years. No, so he'll, he'll never get caught. Yeah, he'll, he'll <laughs> he would never get caught. Get hopefully, that's not the next. Hopefully, that's not next year. And I have Jason Witten leaving the team. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That'd be upsetting. Well, we'll see. I I I hope he plays again. I hope Martavis never plays again. Oh, what do you and, do to you? And Josh Gordon. You hate I, both. You're hating both, yeah, both of them. Why Why do I want to play against Martavis Bryant? Why do I want Joe Hayden to have to worry about A B and Martavis Bryant? Yeah, no, I understand that. Because suck it. (laughs) Thank you. you. Moving on. (laughs) Since we haven't had any trades happen recently, which has been unfortunate, but there's been a lot going on. Opening day baseball, our basketball championship happening. Life. You know, this is like a thing called life that happens. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had any trades. But I was actually in contact with one of our league members, Andrew Itzler, prior to the podcast. And I made a trade. I reached out. For a guy that I wanted, and that guy was TJ Yeldon. Now, the Dynasty community, in my opinion, has been split on TJ Yeldon. Coming out, a lot of hype out of out of Oklahoma, uh, out of Alabama. Um, three down back, 
Although he did he did split carries with Derrick Henry, um, but he looked good as a three down back. To be completely honest, he was even getting. I even heard on Dynasty Nerds they were trying to compare him to like AP Light. I know obviously it's extreme, but he was he was getting high comps, high praise. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Goes to the Jaguars, has an okay rookie season, doesn't do anything terrible, just not great. They then signed Chris Ivory to a five year deal. Does that scare you away, or does that make you want to take? T.J. Yeldon at this point. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get your opinion first, and then I'm going to tell you what I offered. It scares me away. Okay. Um, during his rookie season, he didn't. I mean, he was good, but like he didn't like he didn't do anything to impress me. Um, and I think that Jacksonville just throws too much. That that was that's I think that's a, a one of the reasons that they hurt his value a little bit is because yeah. they they were th- they were so productive that year his rookie season with a Rob exploding they were just so productive at that point yeah so Ad I'll move to you and then I'll give you my counter argument okay I mean what you're saying the Ivory did that scare me I think the results from that scared me I mean he he played technically more games than Ivory did and he regressed a lot from his rookie year I understand. You know, sharing carries, but I, you know, I get wanting depth, but he had a couple guys behind him. You know, he had Denard Robinson and freaking what's his face that Mueller loves. Like, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, um, Toby. Toby Gear. Yeah, Toby when he played. So they had the depth, and I don't, for a rookie, he had 740 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. It's not, you know, off the charts, but it's something that I thought was promising, and I thought he was going to progress more. And I thought the, I think the Ivory signing surprised a lot of people. I oh, not, it surprised me as well. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to be going after running back. And even in mock drafts, I'm still seeing them possibly targeted for Fournette, which I still don't get, given not even just because of how many running backs they have, but it's not like they're offensively inept. And the defense is what hurts them a lot more than anything, even though they've improved that as well. well they've, but, gotten, they've gotten unlucky no, with the injuries. No, I, I know, I know. But... You know, I don't look at the team and be like, man, they need to run it like yeah. a huge, like a top like four overall. You need a running back, but uh, he's young, so that's fine. He had a good running back when he was a standalone guy. As long as Ivory's there, I'm not going after him with anything that that high of value until they move on from him or they solidify Ivory is just like just the backup. I, I think Ivory's value is very not very low, but it's not. It's not what it was after his rookie year. So before you you tell us what you are going to give up for him, I'll let you know what I would give for him. Okay. And that would probably be like a mid to late third. Okay. I was going to say a late second just because of his age and just because of my running back needs. And I don't know what I'm going to get at a late second in in a rookie draft. It could be something just as whatever here. And he's proven he can do something his rookie year. So I think I would still take a shot with a late second on him. That's absolutely fair. So my initial offer was 18 overall. So pick 203. So I offered an early second. He came back and said, maybe, probably not. So I said, listen, like if it gets the deal done, I'll throw in a 2019 third. Was my counter. So my rationale is A, like I said, age. Age is great. Going into third year breakout, I don't think I've said I don't think I've said the term third year breakout more. It's uncountable. I don't know. That's what I was trying to say. I don't think I knew about that until you've told me about that. I love third year breakouts. All about it. Okay. Um, Chris Ivory is also has an extreme injury history. Just for the aggressive running style that he has, he tends to get hurt a lot. That, I think that's what surprised me most about that five year deal too. 
He's he's not that young. He's what 27, 28 um, off the, off the top of my head. The ballpark is twenty nine. Twenty nine. They signed a guy to a five year deal. I, I mean, granted, I don't know the terms of the contract. I don't know if it's a lot of incentives down the road. He's not going to get paid out. I really don't know. But you sign a guy who's twenty nine with injury concerns with an extremely extremely aggressive running style. Mm-hmm. I think the only guy that's played that long with that aggressive of running style was Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, it's honestly the only one that I could think of that plays that aggressively. It's not like a finesse guy or can really catch that many passes. So it it just doesn't seem like that great of a fit for me. And I, not to mention Yeldon can catch passes around the background too. So PPR league, he's got some standalone value as a flex play. Ivory gets hurt. I think he can be an RB two. I'm willing to give up some picks for him. I don't hate the move if you know what you value. So it'll be two hundred four. If you value, there's a huge tier drop off. In like tier one, tier two, tier three running backs, like obviously what you're not going to get in the late first or early first. But if you're looking at some guys that are floating around there in, in the early second round and you look at them like, I'd rather just have Ivory. I'd rather take a shot at Ivory. I mean, I said late second, you said third. I, I think it's a little high. I'm surprised he didn't do it, but uh, I could I could justify doing that if you're in a running, if you need a running back, which I think mm. your team could really need anything. So yeah, I, mean, I need everything. A young up. I'll still say with upside, a young guy with upside is still in a. I still think in a in a, in a good situation offensively if if Bortles can turn it around because I know they pass a lot, but I think they still want to get the running game solidified. Oh, absolutely. So Bortles isn't throwing forty five times a game. I don't. I don't like it for you. Okay. Like you could. I think you can get a better running back than Yeldon at eighteen. I'll agree with that. So the the only one that I, I'll be very honest, the only one that I really like at eighteen that might fall is Kareem Hunt. I love Kareem Hunt, and I think he might be there at 18, depending on where he goes in the draft, because people are trying to fall on him. Outside of that, I, I don't know who else I would take at that point. I think Chad is not trading for someone else. Other, not even a rookie. Oh, 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 oh. You meant, is, that, is that what you meant? I, I thought you meant draft. I meant drafting. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. you could just trade for someone better. But also that, too. Uh, possibly, yeah. I just I, I like Yeldon. I like him coming did. out. What? You What's, got Peterson. What pick do you have <laughs> after 18? 21? 21. So, I'm, right, so that makes still a little bit spots. of a that, difference. That's, that's a, another reason why I'm offering it as it well. It makes a little bit of a difference, yeah. But I think, but we, still, all, I think, I think we all know who I'm taking at 21. I just still think 204 is too high for him. That's fair. But he was a guy a guy that got drafted. I mean, name, name me another running back that, that started on a team for two years and then broke out the third year. Yeah, Mr. Third Year Breakout on the spot. I mean, third-year breakouts are more for receivers, but if I had to give That's what I'm saying. Like, what running, running back, back has done that? I'm sure there are examples, but yeah, none that can... I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know either. It's a random question. It's a great, it's a great, great question. I would love and to know it. It's, it should have I, I been... I mean, I hope you're right. It should have been, it should have been our trivia question, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Next week. So no one find the answer to that yeah. until next week. No one, yeah, no one will look this up. I I'm know someone will try to message be. it. But yeah, we'll, we'll check this out. This is going to be cool. Because running backs aren't like that. Some of them are. Especially ones that start. Some of them are. So We'll, have to, we'll find we'll, them. We'll do our research and follow up with you in episode 7. Well, best of luck to me. Best of luck to you guys. We'll see what happens. Best of luck to our viewers. Yes. You know? Shout out to the viewers. They're the ones, yeah, they're the ones that really matter. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this for you guys. So now let's move on to our team profile. So we know the two teams that we're going over today are two girlies, one cup. And state of inebriation. And due to the fact that we thought this was going to be a short episode, we'll go through them pretty quickly. So state of inebriation's team, uh, he was a playoff contender. He made the playoffs last year as a sixth seed. 
And now we have him dropping off maybe 7th seed, 8th seed. So he's still in the mix, but some of some portions of his team scare me. So we'll go through it. Matt Ryan, elite quarterback. He's going to be a quarterback one. Wide receivers, Kelvin Benjamin, Pierre Garçon, Devon Austin, Devontae Parker, Devin Funches, Dante Moncrief. So he's got he's got some upside there. You forgot one. Undoubtedly. I'm not even going to mention his name. He's got some upside there, undoubtedly. <laughs> With Moncrief, Parker, and Benjamin. I mean, you can even argue Funches in there, too. But some of the other guys, Pierre Garçon's on his way out. Tavon Austin, I, I don't even want to argue, was ever in. He was always just a wide receiver three. I, some upside, I don't think that much. Tight end, elite talent with Travis Kelsey. And the running backs are very strong, especially starters with Lamar Miller and Melvin Gordon. Any any critiques on his team? Anything, anything you guys want to add? I think it's just a strong team. I just don't think it's a, a championship contending team. Yeah, I agree. We had him at what seven, seven in power yeah. rankings. Yeah, I think I agree. I don't. I'm not in love with his wide receivers. I think Gordon digresses a little bit. If they, I just think he had a, a monster season in the absence of Woodhead and had a lot of touchdowns, and that was the main reason for his fantasy drive. And I just can I can see that digressing. But yeah, I mean it's a, it's a team I don't want to play every week. And a team that could beat any team any week. But Absolutely. I agree, doesn't scare me as being the next title contender. Yeah, I yeah. mean, especially if Parker or Moncrief finally move to that wide receiver one stance that everyone wants them to be at. Yeah, yeah I mean, his team's solid. We'll see if Matt Ryan can repeat what he did last year. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that boosted him a lot last year. Of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, arguably the best tight end he has in, in Kelsey. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not high on... Tavon Austin, or I guess I'm, eh, I'm not really high in Devontae Parker either, to be honest. But yeah, um, his wide receivers might be the only thing that's kind of a question. Mark. I mean, so he does have pick three. He does, he does have, have pick, pick three. three. So you assume oh, that's Corey Davis. We forgot Kenny Stills too. He has Kenny Stills, who's a 24 year old uh, Ooh, receiver. Had to get it in there. Yeah, yeah I changed back actually. when I said he's loaded with wide receivers. Yeah, he's loaded. So uh, <laughs> so flaws. But I mean. People think Melvin Gordon's going to digress. I'm a person that doesn't. I think I agree. I agree. I think he's going to either be do do we did last year or, or be better. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We I think seven's the fair spot for him out of fourteen. And I Absolutely. think he made his team better somehow. Getting I don't even know how he could trade it for one hundred and three, and added I think a couple of good young wide receivers and whatever other picks he may have added. But I think from even the end of last year where he was a playoff team, he made his team better. Also, sneaky, uh, sneaky flyer on his team is JJ Watt. He wasn't, he didn't have him all last year, and he he'll get you consistent points every week. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a good call. It's a very good call. Yeah. Sack City. I mean, sometimes your IDP guys can get you as much as any of your flex guys can get. Yeah. Especially if you're going to Keekly and I mean, Richard Jones. And JJ or, Watt. Don't bring up Sean Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but JJ Watt also catches touchdowns. That's true. <laughs> That's so. a fair point. That's a very, very fair point. And sack fumble recoveries. He's returned yeah. for touchdowns. Yeah. He, he is a monster on D. Yeah, solid team. Wouldn't be surprised to see him in the playoffs, but I think he's uh, an elite wide receiver away from winning the title. So let's move to the other team that actually has the defensive end on the other side. Jadavian Clowney. That would be Matt Kojak with two girlies, one cup. You mean the Jets? I yeah. do mean the Jets with Jadavian Clowney. That's exactly what I meant. No, I mean the rest of his team. Let's, let's um, let's run through it quick. He's he's got a strong team. And just I think he's almost in the exact same boat as Wire. He's he's good, but I think he's missing a couple pieces to take the next step. So Derek Carr, solid young quarterback, could be a quarterback one unquestioned. 
wide receivers are are strong, especially with the top two, maybe top three even. Um, you have Brandon Marshall, who I think should have a very good season. We discussed that. Sammy Watkins, who talent wise is is a top five talent in the league, but injuries and situation are just very poor. Zeke Elliott, I mean, has the potential to be the number one overall fantasy player in general, and I think that's the reason why he's still in the league is because he has Zeke. Mm-hmm. Spencer Ware, who I love. I know some people are mixed feelings on Spencer Ware. I mean, we'll see what the Chiefs do in the draft. Kyle Rudolph, who self-proclaimed is the best player in the league. <laughs> so if that counts for anything. Then with his flex, he's got Eric Decker and Sneaky Bilal Pal. So just continuing the Jets trend, <laughs> <laughs> running down the list. <laughs> and then de- defense Sneaky Sacks as well. Von Miller and Jadavian Clowney. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are two very, very strong defensive players. Definitely. And then to round out the bench, he's got Cam Newton. Randall Cobb, Jeremy Macklin, and then the sneaky Ryan Matthews play. This team's solid. It, it's just a very strong team. He he could easily be the six. He, he could be. Six seed I forgot he made the Cobb trade too. Yeah. With Nick. Yeah. I like his team. I uh, I had him a little. I think I had him ranked higher than you guys did, but the whole Rob, you know, had me. You know, I swayed Rob above everyone. That's why I got him in the in the playoff spot for our power ranking. But we talked about where last episode. We were pretty high on him. I know you had him ranked, I think, I second him. or third, but I, I don't know what you actually think of him overall as a fantasy player. You were just comparing him to the two others that we were talking about. But I think his wide receivers are really deep. I think he's got high. I mean, he's got the best or second best dynasty running back you can have. I like Spencer Ware. I, you know, I think tight end is, is solid. He's gonna. It's still a tight end one guy, and he's deep. I mean, if you know, if Sammy Watkins does go down or you know, we think Marshall can be injury prone as well, and we discussed him at nauseum against TP or just you know all the other stuff. If, if his team stays healthy, I think he definitely could be a playoff team for sure. Yeah, and, I mean his bench is pretty deep too. Yeah, I mean he's got Cam Newton on the bench, Randall Cobb, Jeremy Macklin, and Ryan Matthews. Like, it's pretty, pretty solid. Granted, these lineups aren't totally set. Oh, his might be actually. Yeah, you. I mean, you you can't. You can't dispute it with him. I mean, you could dispute it, but I, I wouldn't be upset if he started that lineup. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, Brandon March going to the Giants is, is going to increase his value, I think, too. Yeah. But, yeah, Eric Decker coming back. I mean, his team his team's good. His team's solid. Yeah, I think he's very possible to be a, a playoff contender. So I'm very, very excited. Um, all right, so moving on. Let's go over our Twitter evaluation game. Oh. We get to uh, get to discuss some trades, which I'm I'm very very excited to do. Um, so Chad, I know you went through Twitter. I did. I know you've organized some trades for us to debate. Just a couple. Let's talk them over. What do you got for us? It's lit, fam. Again on the spot. Haven't heard any of these yet, so I'm excited. No, no. Chad tried to give them to us, and we we almost kicked him off the podcast. So it's close. We don't know anything about him. Oh. I'm gonna dig this. Alright. I know you're gonna dig this. Here, yeah. Here are the trades. So here here is here it's the trade. <laughs> the worst here's the ever first one. Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Four. Okay. Devontae Adams and Kenneth Dixon. Hmm. This one received a mere forty four votes. Um I personally know who I would pick in this. I would pick the Devontae Adams Dixon side. You love Dixon, though. That's right. I misspoke. We weren't. We didn't talk about Marshall. We talked about Alshon. Um, I think I'm taking the Alshon side here. Really? I know. 
we discussed that I liked Pryor over him for the season, but you know a lot of that was just Alshon's health. I think when he's healthy, he's kind of like a next level, you know, wide receiver one, and I, that those are hard to come by. And you know, this is even with Devontae Adams breaking out last year. Yeah, I feel like that 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 what was that Cobb last year, and I just think that kind of just is a cyclical thing and. In Green Bay with Rodgers, he throws the ball around a lot, and I, for me, like obviously you love having the Green Bay wide receivers, but I, I just feel like at any time it could be any one of those guys where, you know, I I just I like Alshon a lot. I think he can have a big role in was it Philly? He's there yeah. now, mm-hmm. so as a de facto number one, and uh, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be a wide receiver one this year, and. I wouldn't put my money on Devontae being a number a wide receiver number one, and I still think Dixon has a little bit to prove to me. Honestly, call me crazy, but I might do Devontae Adams straight up for Elshon. Is that is that crazy? Is that a hot take? No, I would need something on the Devontae Adams side. But like I feel like Dixon's more than something. So here here's my issue. I'm I'm going to take the Alshon side. But it's it's pretty dead even to me. The only reason that I'm taking the Alshon side over the Devontae Adams side is because of the rumors of Fournette being drafted by the Ravens. If that if those That's rumors fair. don't exist, I'm taking the Devontae Adams Kenny Kenny Dixon side. I love Devontae Adams. I, I, I to your point with the the amount of times that Rodgers throws the ball, Devontae Adams is a different type of wide receiver. He's just much more athletic. Granted, sometimes his hands are questionable. Yeah. But he's just a phenomenal talent. I loved him coming out of the draft. I absolutely loved him. He led the country in receptions. I mean, obviously playing with Derek Carr, who's a very strong quarterback, but I think you can argue that he even made Carr better. I love Devontae Adams. So now I'm not comparing the two, but you're very critical on Stills for being very touchdown dependent. What's not to say the same argument could be for Devontae Adams because I'm looking at his last couple years, and yes, receivers obviously progress third year breakout this is his third year breakout as a wide receiver but he went from three to one to 12 touchdowns that is a huge amount of touchdowns and other than that he didn't even have a thousand yards i'm not saying if you don't have a thousand yards not relevant fantasy but 12 is a lot of of touchdowns and i'm not i'd rather bank on the guy that i think is going to get more receptions and yards per game and will still get you touchdowns than just banking on this happening again which i think for if we look at his career a few years, will be an anomaly as far as just career high per season. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I I just think they're two different type of receivers. Devontae Adams. I'm has, not comparing him to Stills. I'm just talking oh, about just oh, touchdown. In just a touchdown dependent receiver. Okay. Can that be repeated? It, or can you count on something similar to that year to year? No. I would argue he's not touchdown dependent though. Yeah, I my argument is I I don't think he'll have twelve touchdowns again, but I think he makes up for it in receptions and yards. I think he's he he can play the intermediate game too, and he's athletic enough to go deep. Whereas like I know we're not comparing, but for Stills, he's he's a deep threat to me. Yeah, that's it. I, I just think Devontae Adams is, is Devontae Adams can go and be a number one. Somewhere. Exactly. I I think one hundred percent yes. I, I love Devontae, and I usually don't like players with questionable hands, but this is one where I make the exception. I love Devontae Adams. Okay. But you're still taking Alshon. I'm still taking Alshon only because... The, the Dixon rumors. The Dixon rumors. Okay. And like okay. I said, I, I would take the Devontae Adams side if there was no no Fournette rumors to Baltimore, or if it was like another piece. Something small. It doesn't even have to be big. Something small. Even like a second round pick. Okay. Something like that, I would probably take Devontae Adams. 
Well, the dynasty community went forty-eight percent Alshon, fifty-two Devonte Adams. That's what I'm literally right on the border. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, not overly passionate yeah. about the Alshon. I, just, I think it's a fair trade. I love that. I think that's the closest one we've done. So, all right. Here's the second one. Okay. This one's interesting. Matt Forte in one hundred five for Eddie Lacy in one hundred seven. Ooh. You're, you're deep in thought here. No, I I got I I got this. I'm taking Lacy in one hundred seven. I think I think I like Lacey in 107. I think Lacey's got more upside than Forte at this point, and the two picks. I mean, granted, you could argue there's a tier break there, but I mean, it depends on what your team needs are. In that case, you can you can so let's let's mock out the first five. So you have Fournette, Cook, Mixon, Davis, Williams in, in no particular order. Those mm-hmm. are going to be the top five. Then you fall off. I mean, you can still argue you can get Kamara, Foreman, or McCaffrey at yeah. seven. Yeah. So it's not even like you're missing. You're still getting a great, talented running back. You could even reach and grab one of the elite tight ends. You could take a receiver that you really like. I'm I'm going to take Lacey with the upside and pick seven. I agree with you. I would take that too. Yeah. I like Eddie Lacey better in Seattle than than Forte's. I mean, this might be Forte's last year. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to carve out a role for for Lacey. It's the reason they brought him, they brought him in for a reason. I think they will find a, a, a way to get him involved for sure. And I even think, I just think he's a better, I'd just rather have Lacey than Forte, usually, especially, well, now that he's with the Jets, he was, you know, great PPR for Chicago those years, but I'd rather have Lacey, and I agree, for the for the two picks, if it was like 105 to like 109, maybe, then I think it's closer, but I think you could still, like, the, the you know, the other running backs you rattled off, or even wide receiver that you like at that spot, I don't think the talent drop-off is that drastic, and I just think Absolutely. you're getting better immediate fantasy production with Lacey. All right, so us three all agree here. The community does not agree. The community went 52% Forte in 105, 48% Lacey in 107. So both pretty close. Yeah, so I mean, so the, the community knows about the tier break too. I mean, I'm not going to argue there's not a tier break there, but I don't think it's it's big enough for me to not take the trade. My So now my quick question to pose to you, what's the the lowest pick you would shift the other side? So like uh, the... The highest you would go. So is it pick ten? Is it pick eleven? I said one hundred nine. I think I'd lean to one hundred nine. Would be it? Because at that point, yeah, I just I'm just gonna take the better first, and then if I, I mean, we're talking dynasty. These guys won't be relevant yeah, yeah. In, in two years. Okay. Mm. So then I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the better top tier first, and then sacrifice the one year of less production I production I might get from Lacey. Yeah. Where when it's this close, same kind of pick production, and you're gonna get Lacey for this year. So I think 109 would be where I sway toward just taking 105 as the best piece in that trade. I go a little higher, maybe like 111, 112. I think I'm on board with 109 with you. That's where it sways it. Yeah, absolutely on board with that because I literally rattled off. I would take Foreman, Kamara. Um, yeah, yeah, at that point because yeah. you got to think of for dynasty and exactly. You know where are these two running backs going to be in a couple years? So absolutely, then you just got to go to the picks. Chad, you got one more for us, or that's it. That's it. That's, so that's that's the uh, that's the end. That's alright that's like the, the end buzzer not it, not like a wrong even though it sounded more like the wrong it did, from it did. Um, uh, Steve Harvey like or, Family Feud yeah, Family, like family feud. feud yeah check this out alright okay well this was a soundboard filled episode it's about I'm, time right huh yeah 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 we're, we all, we're evolving as a podcast not to mention I, I'm gonna tease this a little bit right now it's not locked in but we may have a sponsor we um, could be announcing it next 
episode as a possible sponsor, but... We may have a possible sponsor, so Mm -hmm. we're coming up in the world. We might. Like I said, not guaranteed, but very possible. It's in talks. Okay. So, to end this episode, we started with the trivia question, so hopefully this gave you guys all enough time to think, um, not only you two, but also the listeners, on who won the seven players are that were repeat top five players in standard leagues, and who the player, so I was actually, I'll correct myself, there was two players that were three times, so hopefully maybe you get one of them, and obviously accept both answers. So do you guys want to rattle off all seven, or do you want to just push for the three? Let's do the three. Uh, so we're, we're looking for two, three-time top five players. players. from 2010 to 2016. I'll say Julio for one. Incorrect. Okay. I'll say um, Drew Brees. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. I had Drew Brees on mine as well. I was I was gonna I was gonna debate that with you. There wasn't as many quarterbacks as you would think. There was about one per year. Okay. So in okay. 2011 it was Peyton, or 2011 it was Brees. 2012 it was Peyton. There what? was always about one. Rodgers was the number one overall in 2013. So would Peterson have been one of them? Peterson was not a three timer. He had the one year where he was hurt, where he was off. He was one of the two times. Okay. 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 I'm surprised you're not getting this. Antonio Brown, that was my of next course. guess. Okay. Yeah, I thought okay. I didn't know how he did like early in the 2000, 2010, 2011, 12. Obviously, yeah. the last two years, two. I guess the last, was it last? It had to be the like last. So three AB years, made right? three years in a row: 14, okay. 15, 16. Okay, that's why. Okay, that makes sense. Now let's see. You guys want to take one more guess at the the other one? So there's one more. There's one more. Also three years in a row. Can we get a position? So it's got to be a wide receiver. No, I don't want. I don't want a position. Um, three years in a row. Uh, Standard League. Was it OBJ? No. I was going to guess that, but he has his rookie season was too short. He actually was only in once for Standard League. PP, it, PPR, I'm sure he was in four Is years this a quarterback? Run. No. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The, all the ones we guessed I were either wrong or we were on the top two west. I feel like it's a running back that we're missing. We've spoken about him on the show. Bell? Not not PP. It's uh, standard, not PPR. It's not, that that significantly hurts Bell because the catches. Yeah, it's not David Johnson. No, I don't know. Is it Marshawn? It is Marshawn. Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Yes, 12, 13, 14. Wow. Oh, I thought you meant three years in a row, like how Brown was last three years in a row. Oh, oh my apologies. That's yeah, fine, it was, fine, he just fine. was in three years. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So those are the two. Just to, I'll read you off all of them. So the only players that repeated. Top five performances from 2010 to 2016. Arian Foster, mm. A.B., Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lentz, Julio Jones. God, I, ne- I would never want to got Foster. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was going because 2010. I wouldn't have got Jamal yeah. Charles either. Yeah, I would have forgot about Jay Charles. Because how good they were early off. They were oh, consistently top five picks. Yeah, they were. Foster was a monster. Right? They were, it was Honestly, when I was doing this, I was like, this is going to be fun. Like, I'm excited. Damn. But yeah, good list. I, I think maybe we'll we'll continue to do a trivia question like this. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, absolutely. So for the listeners out there, hopefully uh, while you're listening to this, you gave us a shout out on Twitter before the end of the episode. I mean, honor code here. But no one will judge you regardless. We just like the Twitter interaction. I mean, I'm always going to plug mine at the end. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Hopefully next week we come back with great news. Yeah. Um, not to mention, unfortunately, we ran out of time for the mock draft, so we'll be able to, or not the mock draft, but McShay's overview. So we'll look at that next week as one of our topics. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add before we close? 
Um, no, just make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have non-iTunes friends, share the SoundCloud link that we usually post on one of our Facebooks. So let's get our listens up. We got a couple weeks to the to the draft and build some hype for that. Yeah, follow our Twitter at Elite Dynasty sixty nine, and also be on the lookout for a blog. There might be a blog coming. That's a great point. We did we did start a blog. The goal is to write maybe an article a week, most two articles a week. Um, I already have some ideas for some. I think Chad has as well. Yeah. Add. We just like talking no, football. We love talking in, in football. any shape or form. So any way we can communicate it to you is a great way. Cool. So, once again, thanks for listening. We're the Elite Dynasty Podcast, and that'll do it. Have a good night. Take care. Peace.